side. Hey, everybody. So we are back. It's your host, Sky. We are on episode two of Oh, I'm Just a Mom. And I have something so special for you guys today. I happen to have my good girlfriend here, Mrs. Nikita Shelton. She is a mom. She's a dope soul. She is an author. And we are here to talk about the power of writing it away writing it away. We are talking about journaling today. And I just want to talk real quick before um, I let her introduce herself about why I feel like journaling is just so important. Um, It's definitely therapeutic for me. Um, And I just think that it's something that everybody should think about doing if it's not something that you already do as like a self-care routine or add it into your routine. But before we get too deep into that, let me introduce her Again, Miss Nikita Shelton. Hey, everybody. Um, thank you so much for that lovely introduction, Skylar. Um, but I did want to take a moment just to tell you how proud I am of you. And I love this platform. And I think it's really going to help a lot of people out um, in the future. And I'm just really, really proud of you. Um, but as she said, I'm Nikita. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm an author of two children's books, and I just recently released both of my journals for adults and kids. Um, so I'm happy to just talk about it and um, kind of give my perspective on journaling and how this um, came about for me. So let's get into it. All right. All right. So um, first, I want to ask you, um, what made you want to write a journal? Like, I know you did the children's books and I have both of them and they're both dope. So if you um, don't know about them, please go to Amazon and get them. Uh, one is called A Dream in Me. And the first one is uh, I am, I'm sorry, my mind is my masterpiece. Yes. So it's definitely something positive. Um, if you're into self-affirmations, this is it for your kids. But let's talk about what made you want to do the journal. Um, so for a long time, like I think maybe 2018, 2017, I was just kind of searching for myself and I've been going through so much. I hit, hit a lot of depression, anxiety, and I'm the type of person where I just kind of hold everything in. I don't really know how to release because I'm the one that has to have everything together. So I never had time to really, um, just stop and really address those deep, dark, issues that were just, you know, toxic for me. Um, So I think in 2019, I started writing my blogs. I just started just kind of writing out my feelings. Well, let me just, and going to therapy helped too, but I just wanted to be able to have a platform where I was writing out my feelings to hopefully relate to to someone else. Um, So in doing that, um, you know, I just wanted to share all the pieces of me and I wanted everybody else to kind of take the journey with me. Um, So that's how I got into kind of developing this journal. Um, Not that I have it all together, not that I'm completely healed, um, not that my words are, you know, the end all be all, but just hoping that somebody could relate to me and kind of take the journey with me to really um, to really self-heal. And it's it's been very beneficial for me. Like I said, I still have a long way to go, um, but through writing and just really getting in tune with those deep, dark pieces of me have been very beneficial for me. So absolutely. Well, I think that's super dope. Um, First, let me congratulate you for number one, being vulnerable enough to share pieces of you because um, I know that's like one of the hardest things to do is to 
do self-reflection, but then to do it in public, right? Like a blog, if you are being super vulnerable, is super hard because it allows people to have an opinion about your thoughts, right? And that's yeah. like the scariest thing ever. Um, you know, me being a therapist, that's like one of the, the things that I had to break through with most of my, my clients that I have is getting them in a place where they could be vulnerable enough so that we can't address those deep, dark spaces. Um, so kudos to you and just thank you for being vulnerable enough to kind of create a platform and kind of put it out there. Um, I'm super big on bringing mental health awareness to our community because as you know, it's super taboo. Um, you know, we both grew up in the church, so yes. it's definitely taboo to kind of oh, like, yeah. I want to pray it away, which is why, you know, I wanted to talk about journaling today because that's a good way to start. Like if you're not at the place where you could, let's say, go to a therapist or you're not sure if you want to go to a therapist, you could at least start writing your thoughts and your feelings down, right? Because at least it's not all stuck in your head and you're not, you know, going around and around in circles. Um, you mentioned anxiety and that's like one of the things with anxiety is like not being able to dump out all that stuff in your mind and just constantly having your mind racing, even when you would just rather not be thinking about anything. Right. Um, so how has your journey with anxiety, if you don't mind talking about it, been um, going to therapy, like how, what differences have you seen since you started that? And it's just want to um, back up. It's funny you say, like a lot of us are, you know, born and raised in the church and I have super holy parents, you know? So being able to relate to them and just, um, you know, talk about what I'm going through is like, well, you better go to God. And I, and I totally, you know, I'm wholeheartedly a Christian. I believe in God and he has delivered me from a lot of different things. Um, but it's nothing like, you know, getting that help or going to therapy and really talking out how you feel. I'm a person that's always stuck in my head. Um, so therapy has definitely given me that space and opportunity just to, you know, be free and, and, and talk about it. A lot of times we try to kind of mask it um, just to kind of like, you know, put on for other people and to act right, like we're right. not going through different things and therapy kind of gives you that open platform of like you know what i'm just going to spill my guts i'm going to spill those thoughts that i feel like are not going to make sense to anybody because that's also frustrating too like when you're going through something and you're trying to you know make it make sense to everybody like that's frustrating so i think therapy is like that place where you're going to just be able to get it all out um, my anxiety is absolutely terrible um I was a person who was such a people pleaser um, that I would just have so much anxiety trying to please all these different people. And I just wasn't able to really figure out, you know, what meant the most to me because I was just trying to be all these different people for everybody else. Um, so I think, um, you know, focusing on focusing in on me and really um, peeling back all those layers have kind of calmed my anxiety because now I understand myself more. So I'm able to kind of tap into, you know, the things that matter most to me. Um, but my anxiety is 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 still here. Like you're always gonna get anxiety. But I think, you know, learning journaling and therapy and all of the all those different type of platforms really teach you um, how to manage it. Um, so I don't want to sell people, you know, the idea that it just automatically goes away by going to therapy, but it allows you the tools um, to work through it and manage it a little better. So. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, just for some of our listeners who may not be um, well versed on like anxiety and different um, mental health disorders, um, anxiety is is one of those things that I feel like most people 
or walking around with, right? And not even knowing it. Um, just because of maybe the environment that you may have grown up in. Like if you live in a in an urban city, you probably have anxiety disorder, right? Because to a certain degree, or at least PTSD, but we'll get into that another day. Um, but having like excessive worry, um, feeling like something bad is gonna happen all the time is definitely a symptom of anxiety. Um, feeling super tired and fatigued, um, sometimes having tension. Um Sometimes you can get symptoms that feel like a heart attack when you have an anxiety attack. Mm. Um, different things will put you into an anxiety attack. Um, some people have like social anxiety where they don't do well in large crowds or when they have to thinking, right, when they have <laughs> information. So I mean, it's 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 very in depth. So I would encourage you to you know look it up. You probably have a friend that has anxiety. Um, and, and this is a safe space. This is why I wanted to start this podcast. It's not just about moms, but it's, it's just a, a safe space for people to get information, for moms to feel like they're supported. Nikita's a mom. So could you imagine like having anxiety and then mm -hmm. having children? She has three children and she has anxiety. So could you imagine that what it's like for her to send her kids to school? So the therapy definitely works. And what I also want to say about therapy, um, because we are talking about how it is a taboo in our community of black and brown people, therapy is that space where you get the real from somebody who doesn't know you because everybody feels like, oh, I just talked to my good girlfriend. Oh, I talked to my homeboy. I no, your homeboy has an investment to a certain degree in what he's saying to you, or he may not say something to you because you guys are friends. Mm -hmm. Your therapist does not know you. You are paying them or your insurance is. So they definitely are going to keep it 100 with you about your stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like therapy is real and they will keep it real with you and, and they will call you out versus if you're talking to your mama, she might not call you out maybe because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings or maybe because you do what you do because she does the same thing. Listen, you will take a lot of gut punches in therapy but i really feel like and this you know all goes back to you know why i really wanted to you know provide this guide guided journal for adults is because in therapy or when you're really doing that self-reflection like you are able to face those things that you're always running from like you know how we always run from the things that we know is just a whole hot mess and we just mm -hmm. not trying to deal with it but th those are the very things that are like stunting us from like moving to the next level or, you know, just moving to a next level within our mental health. So in therapy, it's going to hurt. It's going to be a whole bunch of realization. But I think you'll find like a strength that you gain by really facing those things and like getting getting them under control. So it's not going to be something that's like, oh, you know what I talked today? It's lovely. Like you will leave like day. Like, oh, my gosh, like I'm a mess. But it really helps you work through those things. It's definitely there's definitely times where you when you sit back and you say, Oh no, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> she tried my life today, or he tried my life today. Um and you like, she don't know me. Right. She don't know me. <laughs> right. And they are just calling you out on all your BS. And it's so important to take those steps in different stages of your life to sit down and reflect. I talked about that the last time in the first episode about self-reflection and being able to just see where you are. See where you want to be and your own BS. Yes, but because it, you gotta do it. You have to. You have to. If you get nothing out of this today, yeah, and it's, it makes you feel like, like when you really sit down and face your own BS, it's just like, dang, like all those times somebody was trying to 
tell me this part about myself, I was so defensive, you know, I was so like on defense, like, I'm not that, I'm not this, but there comes a time where you're like, you know what, I am this, like, I am insecure in this area, like, I am jealous, I am, you know, comparing myself, and those things are hard to tell yourself, but I think, you know, once you get through that, it's really going to help you kind of release all the things that you've been going through, and it just helps you feel lighter, throughout life. Like you don't feel weighed down by just trying to protect your own mess, pretty much. That's what it boils down to. So it's just freeing. So if you want to be free, y'all better get to therapy. <laughs> right, right. Um, so tell me a little bit about the journal. Like how many, is it per day? Is it just anybody? Is it like a, a 21 day journal? Is it a 30 day yes. journal? So beyond your reflection that I really wanted it to be for adults, men and women, because sometimes, you know, men are intimidated by journaling. So I really wanted it to be for all. Um, it's a 21 day self-reflection journal. So every day you I left my quote because I really began um, doing my quotes on my Instagram page, Beyond My Surface, that will be on my surface LLC on Instagram. I started doing daily quotes. And um, every morning I would kind of go and kind of do a devotion and grab a quote that I that would snatch my edges. So I wanted to share it with Instagram. So everyone would be like, oh my gosh, you're on point. So I just wanted to go deeper into you know, telling my story behind the quotes that I was leaving. Um, so every day you'll find a quote and then you'll find my writings, which is kind of what has helped me throughout that, that quote and self-reflection. Um, and then I also left room for you to write your daily affirmation, today's goals, and just to kind of reflect on um, the words that I had written and kind of put it into your own words and how you can, you know, do better in that area and just how, what you're going to do moving forward. Um, so it's 21 days. Um, I think it's going to be very beneficial to a lot of people. It's definitely going to step them on some toes. It's definitely going to um, reveal, might make you close the journal. Like, you know what? She's doing too much. Like, <laughs> I don't have time for you, Nikita. That's fine. I do that to myself. Like, girl, that's what I'm telling God. Like, all right, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm excited about it. So like I said, it's available on Amazon. I'm open to feedback. And I'm really hoping that, you know, it blesses someone. Um, and kind of get somebody that's trapped in their head, out of their head, because I know what that feels like, and just mm -hmm. um, giving somebody the strength to really go after what they want to do um, while releasing all those things that have been holding them back. Um, my children's journal, it's 30 days, and okay. it's kind of different with children because I kind of wanted to like reshape them at an early age because I feel like when you get to that adult age, like it's so hard to work through all of the trauma that you've been through. Um, and now we teach our kids a lot about affirmations. We teach them to look in the mirror and say, I am strong, I am brave, I am this. But I want to take a step further because we can say all we can say all that all day, but I think by them writing out, you know, what it means to them and why they believe it will kind of instill it in them in a, at a young age. Like when they get older, you know, none of this kind of stuff that we went through will affect them because they'll be so strong. Right. And, uh, who, they, they're all, who they believe they are, and they'll be so strong in what they believe that they can do. Um, so they'll have that mindset of like a go-getter um, versus, you know, what kind of, you know, adults go through from trauma of like self-doubt stepped out in fears. So I think starting at a young age um, will kind of eliminate some of that now. Um, so it's That's kind so of a dope. Um, journal and it's called I Believe I Am. So again, that's on Amazon as well. 
Um, and I hope you guys enjoy. So I'm always going to be, um, my platform is always going to be about kids, but I also want to um, engage the adults as well. Mm -hmm. um, like you, you, you're never too old to like work on yourself. Absolutely. And it's always going to be um, a new level of discovery of yourself. So it never stops. Like you never can find yourself, you know, there's no, there's no amount of time that you can find yourself. So it's always going to be like a work in progress. So. Absolutely. It's funny that you say that, right? Because I, um, one of my biggest pet peeves from, you know, if you are a millennial, right? So that's our age group, the 80s and the end of 70s and like the 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 very trauma. beginning no. of the 90s, trauma. right? We are the most, I feel like we are the most trauma-filled group of adults. Yes. Um, I don't even know if trauma-filled is a word, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like we were the group where our parents was just trying to figure that shit out. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like they said, go to school, go to school, go to school, <laughs> go to school. Now we have all this debt. <laughs> but not even, not even on that level. It just seemed like they were just living life and they didn't plan for anything. So it was, and, and the favorite line, at least in my household to use was this shit didn't come with no, 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 uh, uh handbook. the handbook. No, that's, I, I, that is a pet peeve of mine, and I I promise you my platform is also to, to kill that. Like, I do not want to hear that anymore. You do not get a pass on fucking your kids up yeah. or causing trauma or causing them to mm -hmm. need to have therapy because it was no handbook. There were handbooks. But then they have all these expectations of us now <laughs> as parents. You know what I'm saying? They have all these high expe expectations of us that we never learned from them. You know, well, so it's that just, too, right? Because it's, it's, it, it was almost like it was a group of people who didn't do the work that we all are trying to do. So it's like we're trying to take care of two generations at one time. Like right. we're trying to heal our parents because we have some broken relationships Yo, with them. Trigger. I'm getting triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you you should have known you coming Ooh. on my podcast, it was gonna get real. Like it was not gonna be fluffy, fluffy. Trigger. It's definitely gonna hit some 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 subjects that you know. It'll probably cringeworthy and it's probably, you know, some older adults may listen to it and be like, dang, is she trying to come for us? I'm not coming yeah. for you. But what I'm saying is, is that we can no longer, especially in the black and brown community, we can no longer use that excuse of there is no handbook. You have to build yourself up yes. so that you could be a good parent. So this book right here, what she's talking about, give it to your children because I work with kids and I promise you, this is the we have an uh, opportunity to turn and change the narrative or we mm -hmm. can repeat a whole other generational cycle. So mm -hmm. what are we going to do? Yes. Because these kids are not emotionally sound. They are not able to take losses. They have a hard time of hearing no because of the way we try to compensate for how we grew up. And we have to make a change so that we can kind of change the narrative and steer the generation to a different, to a different platform. We need right. to build spiritually sound my and well-rounded children and i think a lot of people think like you know oh they'll get it oh they'll get it they have time you know what i'm saying they have time to grow they're just trying you know they just need to be a kid right now but i'm like no they're gonna be totally lost actually because mm -hmm. that's how y'all did us like you'll you'll get it you have time to grow and then we get out here and we're like oh oh no like mm -hmm. what, what, what am i doing exactly um, so i think we need to instill them at a young age and make them you know, will force them to really sit down and try to understand themselves or really try to build themselves up because we don't do that. Right. Um, but yeah, that, the whole millennial parent thing, and you can't tell our general, our parents anything. <laughs> like, no, you, can, you can't tell them they wasn't a good parent, okay? <laughs> and they take it like, you were spoiled, you got everything you needed, but it's deeper than that. It's mm -hmm. more than that. 
it, girl. Look, 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 look. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm ruffling feathers today, but it's all good. And you know, it was so crazy when I saw I saw you drop your book, and I said, "Wow!" I said, "It's so funny how, you know, everything will align, and you'll be in alignment with people who are on the same path as you." Because I had just dropped the Tuesday Journal entry, and then you I dropped your that. book, and I said, "Wow!" You know, the universe will start aligning people who's supposed to be around and in your circle. Perfectly. And it was just so crazy how we was on the same frequency of the journal entry. So I want to ask you, if you don't mind, who are you outside of the pain? That was journal entry number one on my page. So I want to ask Miss Shelton, Mrs. Shelton, excuse me, <laughs> who are you outside of the pain? <sighs> like outside of your story, outside of everything that you've been through, who is Nikita? Um, I think outside of the, the pain um, and outside of the things that I really try to cover up, like when I'm really just being, you know, myself, I think that I'm just, you know, authentic, um, loving, caring soul. Like I love to see everybody win. Like I, I want all of my friends to win. Um, I'm just a very supportive person. Um, but my pain has like put up so many walls um, and it has guarded me um, in so many ways that nobody really will be able to see that. So I think that that has um, like journaling and my platform and everything that I do has really revealed to people, you know, my softer side. Um, so I think that's, that's really who I am. I'm just out here trying to help another person, trying to build somebody up and just trying to be an inspiration and hope, hoping that I can pull out of people, you know, what they really want to be and just to go forward and not to be fearful. And I still have a long way to go with that too. Like sometimes I get back in my head, but I've learned how to be creative with my pain um, and really show people, you know, what I've been through. Right. So like I said, through creating books, like all of my kids' books are things that I've been through that I want to, you know, redevelop into kids. Like right. everything that I produce is um, something that I've, I've been through and I have to have, that I had to have worked on personally. Um, I, I'm just not out here willy nilly making up things. So it's all about, <laughs> I don't know how to do that um, because I wouldn't be myself if right. I was trying to do that. Um, so everything that I've done is a reflection of what I've been through or who I am or where I want to go. So awesome. Yeah. That's so dope. Listen, who are you outside of the pain, Scott? Who am I outside of the pain? You know what? I feel like I'm like a warrior. You know what I mean? Like I've always taken up for people. Um, I have always been outspoken um, to injustices and maybe sometimes not injustices, just things that I'm passionate about. Um, and I, I, I'm like a natural nurturer, which is why I do what I do, which is why I'm a social worker, which is why I'm like go hard for the kids that I work with. Um, even when I don't feel like doing something for them, I'm doing it because I understand the importance of having like that one positive adult role model, like Everybody that I know, like when I was growing up, every like five out of 10 of us had like a story and like something serious. Like I went to Catholic school from like first to eighth grade and like half of a class had like something traumatic going on at home. Like mm. whether their parents were on drugs, my mother was alcoholic, you know, whether it was, you know, I didn't see my father. I don't know who my father is. Like we all had that story. So it was kind of like we had that one person at school or that one person in the community who was like, 
that person who kept us going, who kept us motivated, who poured into us. So I wanted to make sure that I could be that person yeah. for somebody else. Like, and it doesn't really matter. Like, of course we want to get paid and we want to get money and stuff like that. But I already know like social work, you're not, you're not about to make a million dollars doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's ugly work. It's definitely not for people that's greedy and looking for money. You're you going to be broke. It's definitely, <laughs> not, for the, it's definitely <laughs> not for the week. You know what I mean? It's definitely not for the week. Like you, you, it, there's days that, that stuff happens and, and, and it, it, it can almost break your spirit. When you're a social worker, you see stuff and it's just like, man, or you might lose a kid. Like we lost a kid two years ago and, and that 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 rocked my whole school uh, when when one of my students got killed. So, you know, it, it's just a it's just a profession that you definitely got to have some tough skin because there's going to be times where you lose kids. You're not going to be able to save everybody or you lose a client. You know, you, you can't you can't help them all, even though you tried your hardest. So I think outside of my story. I'm a survivor, most importantly. Mm. Like, you know, I'm definitely not a person that is into using your story as um, an excuse to be a fucked up person. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I will admit that there were times in my life where I probably, there are probably people right now listening to this like, man, fuck her. Right. Because I was probably in a space where I wasn't even, even available to be somebody's friend and I was trying to be. Right, that's, why, that's, what, and that's why I think it's important to like, you know, go through the process of self-reflection right. because some people, it stops there. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. some people, it stops at, you know what? I'm just a fuck up. I'm never going to be anything. Like I'm just full of trauma. I've been through this, been through that. And they stop there and that's, that becomes who they are. Yeah. And then they continue to lean on because I've been through this. This is how I have to be. So it's no introduction of change. Right. Um, I've always known you to be like a real as person and I think that um you know I think a lot of our kids and a lot of our communities need somebody like you who's going to keep it real um and just it just encourages like you are just so real it makes me feel like okay well I can open up a little bit I can like be myself a little bit so mm -hmm. it's just like encouraging to have like a real person um in your corner because everybody does not have that trait uh, <laughs> but you know what you know what though I had to learn how to develop that though because um I used to be the person where keep, I, I used to be the poster child for keeping it real going wrong, right? Because there is a way um, to where that could be like disrespectful and, and just chaotic. And, and, and I think that when I was younger, um, especially like in undergrad and college, I'll never forget. I will never forget Giselle White Perry. I don't know where you are, but you got me all the way together. She said, you ain't going to never be nothing if you don't get that mouth in control. Ooh. And it was like, what? <laughs> I ain't gonna be nothing. What she talking? You know, like you know, I, just, I used to be that person that was going off on. It didn't matter if you were an adult. It didn't matter. I was if I felt disrespected, I was gonna say something crazy. And I had to learn that number Defensive. one, there's a time and a place for everything, and it's a way to do it. And number two, you can still keep it real and not be nasty, right? But a part of that was not addressing like anger. From like my childhood, yes, just being, see? I was angry for a long time because I felt like I had taken a lot of blows, and every time I had like succeeded at something, I took five more blows. You know what I mean? Um, and some of that was self inflicted, and some of it was out of my control. But I was just mad, and a lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of people misunderstood me because I was upset yes. or angry or mad. And um, yeah, so I probably owe a couple of people some apologies, but you know. <laughs> It is what it is. Taking on the chin and keep it moving. Like 
it wasn't personal. <laughs> but you see how when you face those things, like, you know what? Like, I probably, those self-inflicted things, like, okay, I probably took this too far. Like, won't you, like, address it and be like, you know what? That was totally my fault. It just makes you feel so much better. And then you can see, like, another perspective. Because I think we get blinded to a lot of different perspectives when we're just stuck in that, you know, this is who I am because of my trauma. Right. So that's crazy. Right. I mean, you know, I definitely don't apologize for being me. But I do apologize for maybe how I might have made some people feel trying to be me or trying right. to figure out who I was at that time. And it's still a process. Like, even still, I, you know, I'm still figuring out, like, who I am now as yeah. Sky, but as a parent or, you know, whatever. So it it definitely um, is a is a never-ending, revolving, you know, evolving situation yeah. where you just kind of constantly are changing and, you know, I'm hoping to constantly change for the better. I'm not perfect. I don't always get it right. But I will admit that, you know, there were times right. when I was getting it all the way wrong. That's why I'm like, dang, like every time I feel like I discovered my new self, it's like I hit another storm. I'm like, dang, I got to go to an, another <laughs> level, to the next self. Right. Like it's just like a, a constant work in progress. And it's very frustrating. But you have to be, you know, mentally strong to be able to handle a lot of these things. So it's never ending and nobody's perfect but right. but that's why the journaling makes it so much easier yes. because sometimes you can't sometimes it's better to write something out and mm -hmm. really get your thoughts together before you even had that conversation with somebody right because exactly. you may owe somebody a conversation so you might need to write it down and figure out how you even truly feel because you know one thing is when you really upset sometimes you say stuff that you didn't even really want to say exactly. you just couldn't even formulate what you were trying to get across. So then the whole thing is just jacked up, right? And sometimes you got to go back to what you previously journaled about. Like, okay, let me go back and work on my spirit again. Like I said, I was going to do. Right, so right. Or like, it's not going to be like, I'm going to journal. I just, I feel so relieved. Sometimes you got to go back mm -hmm. and like reread it and maybe add to some things and maybe you didn't get everything out at that time. So right. it's a whole process. It is a process, but uh, you know, I want to encourage people to, to try it out. Like, even if even if you don't know where to start, like, this is the perfect way to do it because it's a guided journal. So that it's, it's prompted writing. So it helps you think about something specific. Like, I'm a person that I am. I have never been a person that was good at prayer because I feel like I have, like, a, a small little hint of, you know, like, ADHD or ADD. <laughs> yes. I get distracted. So I have, yes. I have, for the last maybe five, six, seven, eight years, have just written out my prayers. Like, when I pray, I write them. Because that way I could kind of get everything out, you know, and, and instead of my mind, if I hear Mackenzie or something, then I'm, I, I'm not praying no more. You I'm know, like, but okay, if God, my bad. I just, my bad. I was distracted a little bit. Like, right, <laughs> right, right. You know, so it's just like, it, you know, I write my prayers out and, I, you know, it, it, it helps me kind of make sure I hit all the areas that I want to hit when I am praying and, and, and you know. And then also journey will help you help you see how often you praying and how often you're not. Okay, because you know when you see them long skips in there, it's like, wait a minute, right? I have to I'm go trying back, to like, do this on my own, and that right. and that never works. And I'm and that always gets me too because when I'm like going through something, or you know, when I'm leaning to my own understanding, I'm like, dang, God, I didn't even include God. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm in the situation that I'm in. Mm -hmm. um, so that helps me to just go back and like, look, God. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is why I was failing, but can you help me out? I, I'm convinced that I'm like one of God's kids. He's like, girl, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> like, seriously, like you, I feel like he'd be like, oh, God. Right. You know? No, absolutely. You know what? 
And even if you, you know, like I'm sure there are some of my listeners who are not super religious and that's fine. If you want to say the universe, the universe, if you believe in, um, you know, the secret and all that stuff right. and you into like the universe and that thing, it's the same thing though. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not if you're not writing your manifestations down, you're not waiting on it, and you're trying to steer it the way you're supposed to, then you already off. You're already off. So it, it, whether we call it God, the universe, prayer, or meditation, it's all the same thing. Like we we could have a whole nother podcast with a couple of other people about it all really being the same thing. But right. if it's not consistent, yeah, you know, if there's no dedication behind it, if you just doing it to do to do it, it's just absolutely yeah, just start over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, and you know what? You know what's so crazy? I'm one of those people that they write the memes about. You don't need another journal, sis. Yes, you do. Yes. If you had, if you, if you in a different space or you had a big break, now I gotta start fresh, and everything gotta be fresh. If it's not working, it's not working. Journal. I need to do everything. So. Um, I definitely am one of those people that they talk about, which yeah, is yeah, and that's that's the thing too. Like sometimes we we get caught up in you know trying so many things, uh -huh. and like starting and stopping, starting and stopping because we're really not focused mm -hmm. on like, you know that one thing. We're really not tapping to ourselves or really what we want to do. Yeah, right? you, you can't you can't understand your your passions or you can't understand the journey you're supposed to be on if you don't understand yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we start and quit, start and quit, because we're just trying to, like, do something instead of, like, focusing on the impact that we really want to make. Right. So, that's crazy. Word. It's just so deep. Like, everything is just so... And I'm a deep, deep person, but it's just so crazy how everything comes together. Everything is aligned. And like I said, writing and journaling, I have to go back and read some of my blogs when, or read some of my writings when I'm just like totally off. But mm -hmm. everything aligns. It's so crazy how you'll find um, how everything will work out in your life if you really take the time to, you know, invest in yourself mm -hmm. and sit down with yourself um, and figure out, you know, what it is that you love or what it is that you want to be. So. That's so true. And I'm going to wrap this up with um, a meme I saw recently. Um, and the person was showing a video of Lauren Hill. She was saying, I didn't find myself until I found God, right? Yes. And, 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 and that just wraps it all up, right? Or whatever. So it's like, you can't find yourself till you tap in. Yes. You got to tap in. whether Whatever that is for you, tap in. That, right? I mean, it's so, so true. So I'm going to encourage everybody to please, please, please Go to Amazon. Nikita, please share your, your social media handles and your and your webpage real quick. Yes, my Instagram is Beyond My Surface LLC. Um, you can go to beyondmysurface.com. All of my books are on um, Amazon.com. All the links are on my Instagram page. So the link is in the bio, as they say. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you guys. I hope this was um, beneficial as always. Until episode three. I am out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.